Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? I'm home. I'm back in Miami. I guess Costa Rica is also home, but you know what I mean. I was in Costa Rica for this week, for this weekend, for the weekend, and I just got back last night. I'm so, well, today's Thursday as you're listening to this. So like today's Wednesday when I'm recording this. Okay. So I got home Tuesday night. Um, so yeah, I'm back and I just feel so like fucking ready to work. You know, nothing does it for me as much as switching up my environment you know what I'm saying like I just feel so inspired and just like ready ready to bring it you know like I'm ready to bring you guys more beautiful and vulnerable and funny and real ass conversations and hopefully keep bringing you conversations that you need to hear today's is no exception okay this is one of the most raw conversations I've had on the podcast and it's with my beautiful friend Bailey, Bailey Stanworth. If you don't know her, please pause the episode, go follow her on IG and then come back to me. Okay. Thank you so much. So aside from being an incredible human, Bailey is the founder of the marketing agency Play Digital. Go follow them on IG too because they have the fucking cutest feed. Um, She's also, she has a podcast called What Day Is It? She co-hosts it with her best friend. I love their podcast. I listen to it regularly Um, and she's also a content creator. So She does it all, and honestly, there are very few people whose stories on Instagram I never miss, and Bailey is one of them, okay? So that tells you a lot. She keeps it so real and is just truly just one of my favorite people to follow. Um, We had such a beautiful conversation about eating disorders and body image and our roads with that we kept figuring out as we were talking that we have so many things in common and so many parallels especially surrounding these topics Um, we also talk about dating and how that relates to body image and confidence like just all my favorite topics you know and she is so vulnerable in this episode and I always say this but whenever anybody opens up with me um, whether that's in real life or on the podcast, like I feel so honored because that's not an easy thing to do, you know? So I can't wait for you guys to listen. I know you will love this conversation as much as I loved having it. Um, Bailey, you are a beautiful fucking human and I can't wait until we can meet in real life and get drunk as balls together, you know? So I'm going to shut up now and let you guys listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it and I can't wait to hear what you think. Have a good weekend and I'll see you guys on Monday. But we're just literally going to get into it. So I'll let you say hi and welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. So, okay, no small talk. We're just going to get to it, it. Okay. <laughs> get getting right to it. So, okay. Walk me through, and I know this is a loaded question, and just whatever you feel comfortable sharing, obviously, but just walk me through, like, your relationship with your body. Like, has it been a complicated relationship? Has it been, like, what's the road 
I know you're laughing because like it's such a fucking layered. How question, long are your like, podcast episodes? Like how long? <laughs> how long as long do you as have? they need to. Be. <laughs> Uh, okay. No, mine is the same, like same, but I mean, I feel like every female's is yeah. not to like narrow it down to just females because definitely other genders do experience body image issue- issues. But um, yeah, I mean, mine's definitely been very complicated and complex and evolved over the years, but uh, like Cole's notes version. So I definitely remember growing up in a household that my mom was always dieting or had diet pills or things like that so I think that was really foundational in my relationship with my body as well as I danced for 16 years so I think the combination of those two really kind of messed with my head um so I have always had some type of body dysmorphia as a kid um I wouldn't say that I had like binge eating disorders or anorexia or bulimia younger but when I turned around 18 I started to develop more of those severe eating disorder traits so I was working at a company at the time who's very well known in like the yoga athletic wear brand I'm sure you can figure it out being that I'm from Vancouver Canada um and I worked there and it just was really hard for me to be around um people who were always pushing wellness and pushing fitness and I started to get to a really toxic place with that in my body then so I've gone through anorexia I've gone through bulimia I've gone through binge eating I've lost weight I've gained a ton of weight um and yeah it's always been a constant evolution I think for me I've realized that it's not about a final destination it's really about the journey and just being okay with where I'm at because our bodies aren't meant to be static. They're always going to change. They're always going to evolve. So yeah, it's, it's, it's complex and we can dive deeper or more, go more micro based on your questions. But like, I think it's, it's such a big question. Sorry. I don't know if that helped. It's such a, <laughs> no, of course. Are you kidding? That's such a big question. I mean, it's, It's so crazy because I think we don't realize until, well, I didn't realize until I got older and went to therapy for an eating disorder that the way that we are raised, even in tiny little ways, like Mm -hmm. mine, my parents weren't in my face about it, but my dad was definitely like super fit. He, he loved to just like be very in shape. He would work out every day. He got me a trainer when I was like 14 but again, it was never this like vocabulary of like, you need to be fit. You need to this and that. Like, it and was same. never like that. But in little ways. Yeah. Like, I don't blame my parents or anything. No, no. I think it's just like, I mean, we're a byproduct of like how we grew up and like the things that have that were talked about and the things that we saw being important to our parents. Of course, they're going to maybe be important to us in a way. Right. And for me what so when when you said you d- your eating disorders like how old were you like were you in high school were you in college I mean I would say that like I always had an unhealthy relationship with my body probably from the age of like eight or nine and that wasn't like full-blown eating wow. disorder or anything but it was always yeah. just like comparing my body to other girls or even just of like thinking I should have bigger boobs or like I should be skinnier because I was growing up I was very tall compared to everybody else I was the tallest girl in school um and I always was just like I wasn't petite and I grew up around a lot of petite people especially dancing so I was always in that comparison mindset 
And so that started at a very, very young age. And then it wasn't until I was older where I think social media started coming into play and things like that, that I really started to like go into the dark spots. Right. Right. That's so crazy you said that because I I can identify so much because I was very thin growing up. Like I was just like, I had no ass, no boobs. I was just like a surfboard, like literally like that. (laughs) And all my friends, all my friends started getting boobs when we were in like, I was a very late bloomer, like very fucking late. And so all my friends started getting boobs and I will never, like this like marked me. And I'm not saying this is why I got a boob job, but I'm also not saying that because I know that underlying, like this just stuck with me. And I remember one day, I'm never going to forget this. Like, it just marked my soul. We were in the cafeteria. I think I was in, like, seventh grade. I don't know. And the boys, you know, in the, like, to flirt with us, with the girls, they would come around. And since all the girls started getting boobs, like, they w- we had a uniform. So they would all wear little tops under their uniform because they had boobs. Right. And so it was, like, this fun thing where the guys would come over and go like this. Like, they would, like, flick the bra strap, like... You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, oh my I God, think that's 30. like the first like real shift we see in our bodies is obviously like <laughs> yeah. boobs. And we know that guys love boobs. So we're taught to just really like strive to have big boobs. And then also I remember well, they came when to me, they came to me and did like this and I didn't have anything under my shirt because oh. I had no boobs. And so they were like, where's your top? I was like, <gasps> and that's when I started. I was like, oh my God, mom, I need the, I need to wear tops underneath. And she was like, no, you don't. You have nothing to like hold up. And I was like, fuck. And that's when, and I didn't, I mm-hmm. never had boobs until like, I don't know, 10th or 11th grade. So crazy. Yeah, no, I always like, I remember being, we had, I don't think you have it in the States, but we had Licenza and Licenza Girl, which is like Victoria's mm. Secret and then like pink. Um, and Lysenza girl had like the preteen bras and I was just like begging my parents to get one (laughs) because it was like a symbol of becoming a woman and like the first change in our bodies. And it was like glorified and just, so I, I was so excited to get that, but yeah, I, I feel you. I could not imagine being a teenager or a preteen, like in this day and age with social media. I, I just don't. I don't know what's worse. Like, I I just, I think there's a new wave of, I think we're going in a different direction now, slowly going into di- mm-hmm. in, in, a dif- in a different direction. And by that, I mean, I think there's more celebration of diversity as it, sh- it should. But I, I think I agree with you in the sense of like, I think I would, if I, if I already pushed myself into such a dark hole on my own, like when I was... For me, it started when I was, like, ugh, I don't know, like, 20 to now, so, like, eight years of my life. Obviously, like, fluctuating, it, it went in waves and stuff, but Instagram wasn't even really a thing when I started, like, really, really being in a, in a very unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. Um, and now, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine, honestly. No, I know. Like, I'm I the just, same. I, I, mean- I wouldn't know how to handle it's kind of like a double-edged sword because I do feel that there's easier access to the the people who are uplifting all shapes all sizes that's what I mean yeah yeah and I think it but at that age my focus wouldn't have been there it wouldn't have been on those people it was on Kylie Jenner or like the Instagram models or the TikTokers and like I would have just had tunnel vision on that so I just have a lot of empathy for teenagers who are growing up because I feel like they're growing up so much faster too 
so much faster. No one has an awkward stage now. Like, I think it's so no. unfair. I, you Where's know, the like, blue eyeshadow, I, I please? I paid my dues. Like, I paid my dues, okay? Like, yeah. no one is paying their dues nowadays, and I don't think it's fair. Can I ask you what... I know this is so different for everybody, and having... Being in recovery right now from an eating disorder, mm-hmm. what helped you? Did you go to therapy? What kind of helped you, like stop those negative patterns I guess yeah I wouldn't say it was any just like one thing um I never told my parents about it or like honestly anybody about it when I was struggling I just I will remember this day for the rest of my life like I lived at home in a townhouse with my dad and my brother and I was in the thick of it like I was binging and purging and I remember I went down into our basement and I took a shoebox and like threw up in it and just sat there and was like this is not the life Like, I don't know what the life is, but this is not fucking it. And that moment just really woke me up. I was like, I don't want to be sitting in a basement, like puking into a shoebox. Like, what is this? So I just honestly, I, and I don't think this is the reality for a lot of people. So I wish I could offer something better, but this is just my story. And I just, it clicked and I was like, no more. But on the flip side of that, it was just no more binging or sorry, no more purging. So I was still binging. Mm. I didn't have that under control. And then I became really insecure because I was gaining all this weight. But I had just made this promise to myself that I wasn't going to throw up anymore. And I'm proud that I stuck to that. But I was dealing with the self-internalization of hating myself and using food to like push that feeling down. And then I did end up like reaching out to a counselor and trying that. But it never really truly helped me looking back. It just, I, because I wasn't in the space, I knew it was something that I should be doing. So I did it, but I wasn't in the space to be honest enough to have kind of that healing and that help. So I just kind of lived in that space for a little bit of the, the binging and it was hard, but I mean, it's, I, no one could help me because I just wasn't ready for it. I was just, I couldn't take it all on at once. I had to do it in baby steps. And so eventually it just became a bit easier with time to like do some self-reflection. And I think for me, it was really getting to know myself because I was in the thick of it. I was about 21, 19 to 21 were like my toughest two years. And I'm 30 now for anyone who doesn't know. So it's been a bit of time, but I will say like those thoughts still come up. And yeah, it just, like I said, I don't think that it's like ever fully going to go away for me. I'm not trying to say that to scare anyone and it people, other people might feel different. I just think for me, it's something that like, I really focus on now having the tools to like get me through those times. And it also, I think for me had a lot to do with environment. So I, like I said, I was working at this job that was all about like health, wellness, fitness, Um, It was a lot of lean bodies, a lot of ripped bodies. And like they had it balanced out from what, I mean, from the outside perspective, I don't know what was going on personally for any of them, but that would have to me, me like if I would have been in your shoes, it totally fucked me up. And then I ended up being, when I was really skinny, suffering from like anorexia and bulimia, I ended up, they asked me to model for them. So I'm like, wow, this is the praise I need. Like, this is so cool. And I was loving it. And then I remember I went away for Euro- to Europe for the summer with some family, which was an amazing trip. But I ate bread. I drank wine. I ate cheese. Like, I 
ate everything and I came back with a different body and I remember that I got the phone call saying and the this is so not on the girl who called me because like she's just doing her job and I think the times didn't support her to do her job well either but I just she called me and was like listen like we can see that your body's not fitting the clothes and that call was I remember where I was sitting I was in my car sobbing and just like remembering that people could see it and that validation I got from getting that job to being like just any ounce of confidence I had shattered so that was like really tough for me but yeah it's I don't even remember what the question was. I've gone off on a tangent. Sorry. No, I, me either. But I, I love it, honestly, because it's one of those things where, and I, I'm not saying people can't be empathetic um, mm-hmm. with stories like these, but when you have actually been through an eating disorder or you have, you know, really dealt with an unhealthy relationship with food, with your body, with these things, like, it really, like, hits home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, hearing these things. And it's you know, what I was going to say to you is when you were sitting alone in your basement, like, I don't have a basement in Costa Rica, but, like, I would be alone in many places, and I would, I had it all figured out. I would turn the shower on. I would whatever, or, you know, I live by myself here, so it was very easy for me to do my unhealthy habits when I, when I was, and for me, it's, like, super fucking recent, so it's, like, it's it's so hard. It really is so hard, and, like, like you said, like, I don't, I never want to say like, oh, I don't think I'll ever be fully recovered or whatever. You know, the terminology they use is so interesting. Um, But I think it will be something that I, like you, like you said, I deal with constantly and something that I just have tools to deal with when it does arise. Because I think it's so complex to just fully, you know, eliminate. It is. And I I think trying to get yourself to a point, for me anyways, trying to get myself to a point of being completely free is stressful it, it's yeah, something that I feels agree. unattainable it feels like, like I need pressure. to be in this it's like this pressure. yeah and when yeah. I kind of just like allowed myself to be where I am and accepted that there was a bit more peace yeah. in it I oh my gosh totally and I so I started seeing my therapist not this year not this last year during the pandemic but literally like October before the pandemic so 2019 um because I had I gave myself this deadline because I'm just fucking, I don't know why I work this way, but I was like, okay, listen, if it's October of, of 2019, if it's October and I'm still not able to get over this, this being my eating disorder, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get help. Because in my head, I was like, I can't, th- like you said, I can't live like this. I was like, this is no life. I feel so trapped. I feel so isolated. I feel like I can't, like, I don't have any mental like my mental capacity is consumed by all these thoughts it's all, all you think about so you have exhausting. no energy it's none you have no you're space living for anything else you're living an unconscious it's, life you are just literally on autopilot yeah yeah it's so draining and so I started seeing her and she was amazing she is amazing I saw her literally until this year of like February and I am sure that I'll go back to her but I'm at a point right now where I'm like like I need a second like it was a lot. Like I saw her twice a week for like eight months. And at the same time, I would see a dietitian once a week. So I was basically having like three therapy sessions a week. That shit is fucking exhausting. Throw in a pandemic by yourself. Like, oh my God, like recipe yeah. for relapse. Okay. And I did like a hundred percent. Yeah. But no, so I right feel now you. I'm at a, right now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I have learned so much. I've learned all these tools. I, 
I know this sounds weird, but like I know what the answer is. You know what I'm saying? Like I, mm-hmm. I've I've done so much work with her that it's like I know, I we did. I know the underlying issues. I like I get it. And so I just need to like be right now. Like I just need to like be, and I just need to like figure it out. I can't like keep going to therapy and keep doing all these things right now for me. I just need a break. Like I almost felt just like saturated in my brain you know what I mean like just it's it's so much it's so much and you have to digest you like I I'm the same way with therapy no matter what it's about I'm big big advocate for therapy I love it but it is exhausting like I restarted recently and I was going once a week and I was like I can't even process last week like we're still mentally there let's (laughs) I need to like once a month let's chill yeah so I really do get it um and I mean I also I feel for anyone who is going through a pandemic but also really living in this space or addicts like I just feel for anyone struggling with mental illness or an eating disorder or addiction because isolation especially if you live alone like I live alone it it's tough because you're with yourself Exactly. And I can only speak for an eating disorder. And I know an eating disorder is so isolating. Like an eating mm-hmm. disorder wants you for itself. I know that sounds weird, but mm-hmm. if you've been through it, you get it. It wants you all to itself. It's going to tell you that tonight's the last night. I'm not going to do it again tomorrow. Tonight, one more night. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, okay, just one more day. It's like, it's so fucked up. It's it's like the oh, biggest mental is. mind fuck. And I and still I have those thoughts all it. the time. Me all too. The time. Like Me literally, too. I, like yeah. two days ago, I was like, okay, so I'm not going to, I'll do it with like alcohol. I'll be like, I'm not going to drink wine for 30 days. Like I'm going to do, I'm like, why is this my mindset still? I'm like, I can have what I want. I just need to listen to my body. That's the key. Like I what just need to. What sign are you? What's your, a Leo. what's your sign? Leo. Oh, just curious. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, that's so funny I'm on that the you Leo... do it, that you do it with alcohol. I mean, I, it's like, I think it's this control thing. Like, I definitely am someone who loves to be in control. I'm a type A person. And so I think that there's a lot of kind of underlying things that people who struggle with maybe an eating disorder, I don't struggle with addiction, but oh, um, yeah. people who do have, yeah. and I think control is one of them, or like OCD. And I've been listening to some podcasts and it's just like something I've really kind of realized lately but it is it's like me having to have this control and that's what an eating disorder is at the root too is control yeah. like you're controlling what you put in your body versus listening to what your body needs and so yeah it's it's so interesting when you really dissect when you break what it goes down. into it yeah. but it also at the same time like I like you said that's not gonna give you the answer just because you have all this information it's not gonna make you f- like aha the buttons like pressed and it's all better now it, it takes time yeah it really does how would you describe your relationship with food right now a lot better <laughs> I mean it's definitely not perfect like <laughs> I that. I think um my lifestyle with with work sometimes doesn't support what my body needs and I'm very aware of that and I try to really strip that back but also I have days where I order takeout three days in a row because I'm just I don't have the energy or the time to cook um or I'm not making the time to cook you know what I mean but yeah yeah it's it's been ebbs and flows and I just kind of honor that I so I'm vegan And this has also been a very interesting journey for me because it's originally stemmed from my eating disorder. Um, Because when I, so I've been vegetarian for 11 years now. And when I first made the switch from eating everything 
I made the switch straight to vegan. And this was when I was anorexic and this was me being like, well, vegans are losing weight. They're all the skinny people I see. This is what's going to be the final thing. That's too. I did that too. Yeah. And I mean, it was, at one point it was so trendy for weight loss and all of that. So I like totally bought into it. I did it. And I was like, this is what's going to like, this is going to be the fix because we always think the thing is going to be the fix. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, I'll be happier, blah, blah, blah. So I did that. It lasted about a year. And then I stuck to vegetarian, started incorporating some other things. And I kept yo-yoing on the the veganism because I just kept trying to lose the weight. And then I have always loved animals. Like my dad will attest to this. Like growing up, our neighbors would have pig roasts and I would not talk to him for days because he would go to it. (laughs) Like I've always had this love of animals in me. So... I did at one point realize that was a part of it. And then I was like, listen, I'm not going to put a label on myself. I'm just going to do my thing. And then at one point it just emotionally clicked for me. And now that's what drives me. If I listen, I had fish last night. Like if I'm going to have something, I'm going to have it and I'm not going to feel bad about it. It's I, I I think every effort counts when it comes to things like sustainability and our planet and animals. Um, But I don't use it as a crutch anymore for my body. What about your relationship with exercise? Because you said you did dance for so long. Did that kind of like make you never want to do that again? Um, No, I love dancing. Like I love, love, love dance. I wish I could still dance the way I used to. Okay, where are these TikTok? Where are these dance TikToks? I haven't seen them. Okay, it was a very different kind of dance. <laughs> I did, like, I started with ballet when I was, I think, like, four. And then I did jazz and Irish and hip-hop. So I'm um, no Addison Ray, but um, <laughs> I I loved it. It was, it, it definitely was, an uh, like, an unconscious contributor to my eating disorder, and like my body image, but it brought me so much joy when I did it. I loved it. Yeah. So I'm glad that I had that as like a part of my life, but mm-hmm. exercise for me now is really difficult. And it, I don't think that has anything to do with dance. If anything, dance is like what I love to do now is just like put on a song in my apartment and dance. Um, but I, it was when I was at this really dark place in my life when I worked at the wellness one, because they would do like team workouts. They would really encourage you to like use the free past classes that you got from working with them to go to yoga classes, to go to spin classes. And I remember, again, the same way I thought veganism was going to be the fix for me. I thought becoming a personal trainer was going to be a fix for me. So I went and I did my personal training course and tried to get that so that I could live this healthy lifestyle that was just going to become so natural to me. I wasn't going to struggle anymore. I was going to have this perfect body. And I say perfect body as like a joke because there is like everybody is perfect body. But it just became this toxic thing for me where I, again, environment was has always been so huge with my journey. And I was in the gym twice a day for two hours at a time. So like four hours in total. And like thought I was going to do like bikini competitions like what the fuck I don't know but it was just all these things that I I just dove head first into like I'm just such a when I I was so black and white like that's the biggest difference with me now is I was such an all or nothing person and now I love the gray zone I love the 
like I don't believe in always or never I just don't really try and use that language anymore and so now I mean I have to take breaks from working out and it's hard because you see everyone on Instagram and you see and I have a lot of friends who love fitness and that's amazing for them that's it's good for their mental health like that's what works for them but sometimes for me not working out is the healthier thing to do but that's so amazing that you're a self-aware enough to be like as much as my maybe I call it like my eating disorder voice or like that's what my therapist would always tell me like as 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 much as it's probably telling you like oh you got to work out you got to work out like this is something I struggle with because that that's where it gets blurry for me because I love to yeah. work out like I genuinely love doing it but I also feel guilty when I don't so that's why I know there's something still wrong there because I don't want to feel guilty when I don't do any like I don't want to feel I don't I've already had so much guilt in my life unnecessarily that I've placed on myself that I like I don't want to do that anymore you know the guilt so, and the for- shame are so fucking real with exercise or with food like it's this I'll never and I still have this this cycle in my head I still oh I this like fucks with me like a Mm -hmm. lot still but I think it's something actually a lot of people don't talk about is like I had this conversation with my friend like maybe a month ago and we were like I don't think I've ever talked to anyone about this but it's how you can sit there and think okay I want the cookie but I don't want the cookie, but I want the cookie. But if I have the cookie, I'm going to feel bad. But then if I, if I don't have the cookie, I'm going to feel good, but I'm going to keep thinking about the cookie. And it's like literally this energy expulsion in our head around a fucking cookie. Like, come on, but it's so real. And I like, I, to this day, I still struggle with that. And it's the same with exercise. Yeah. And well, for me, it's like, that's, I mean, one of the many things that led me to an eating disorder was so much restriction when you don't allow mm-hmm. yourself that's what i've learned the hard way is that when you don't let yourself eat any of the things that you want ever like you're going to end up not everybody but if you have a personality like mine that i'm very i have a very sticky mind so like i get Same. really stuck to like concepts and things and i used to be very black or white too i think that it must be a thing i don't i don't fucking know but yeah that's one of the things that led me to that because i never let myself indulge i never let myself do any of those things but i still struggle now and i still have to rem- remind myself now like it's okay and yeah. for me one of the biggest switches that i've made recently is i i used to think that my day was only complete when i worked out but not only worked out had like dead after my workout like boot camp class for an hour and I'm fucking dead on the floor like that's the only that's the only way it worked and it counted and that's not true that's not true at all and it's so much diet culture that is fucking everywhere and so much diet culture that I have believed for so long which I have to like give myself grace too it's like listen I've had these mindsets for so long for so many years and I'm working to rewrite to rewrite them and like get rid of them so it's gonna take me time right like I it's gonna take some time and so lately I took a break from these like insane boot camp classes that I was going to and you know tried some at home workouts and did more like Pilates and things that are like lower impact and realized like I love it it's so fun and it's okay if I'm not dead on the floor it still counts like the point is to move my body not to like Mm -hmm. die you know Um, absolutely but yeah I think this is like for me it's an ongoing thing and I I love to talk about I mean I don't know I I'm an, I'm an open book with so many areas of my life, especially this one, just because it consumed so many years of my life 
Like, I feel like I lost so many years in my 20s because oh, my I big lost thing was, all like, of them. I, I, wouldn't... I, I felt like... No, sorry. No, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I want to. I don't want to interrupt your train of thought. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say, like, it's, it's sad, really, because I put my life on pause because I felt like I wasn't... I didn't look good enough to enjoy it. So I wouldn't go on trips that I was invited to. I wouldn't go on dates. I wouldn't leave my house. I wouldn't go out with my friends. Like so many times in my life that I said no when I wanted to say yes. And purely because I thought, oh no, I don't look, I, I don't look good enough yet. I can't go. That was it. I cannot relate to that more. Like I literally, I would say no to something because I had to show skin or like, I just didn't like, I would come up with every excuse under the sun, every excuse. And I lost friendships because of it, because I wasn't being a good friend to them and like rightfully so, but it's literally, I missed out on so, so much. And I refuse to do that now, like refuse. And I will still have it come up in my mind. I'll still definitely come up with like, going to the summer is a big trigger for me like this time of year can definitely really bring up a lot of things for me and I have beautiful friends of all shapes and sizes but when I go to hang out with ones who are more petite than me it can be a trigger because and that's nothing about them it's all about me but it's something that I still have to work through but at the end of the day I'm just like I would rather laugh and once you're laughing you don't even remember but it's And I also, a big thing for me is like, I look back at photos of myself and I see when I was so thin, but I can see the pain. I can see how hard it was. I'm going to try not to cry. (laughs) I have my makeup done, but I have to shoot stuff after so we can't mess this up. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like I just see this girl who was so not happy even though she thought that's exactly what was going to make her happy was this look and I'll look at photos from myself from last year where maybe like in my head I was like I don't feel that great but I'm gonna go I'm gonna make these memories and I look at them now I'm like damn girl you look fucking amazing so it's it is really I think it's always going to be a little bit uncomfortable pushing ourselves to like continue to grow and evolve I'm which is what I always want to be doing I always say I want the best days of my life to be ahead of me not behind me and so Mm -hmm. it will take that little bit of um uncomfortableness and like stepping outside your comfort zone but it's so worth it I I have like so many thoughts from that just because I really I just can relate so much and that's why I lately I feel like like I'm 28 but I I almost feel like my life is just starting you know what I mean? And I'm not, like, yeah. I won't even put on a bathing suit with people. I'm working there. Like, I won't even wear shorts. But we're, that's a goal this year. And it's just, it's in my head. It's this fucking narrative that I've told myself that I am just, I can't, I'm not allowed. I don't, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Even yeah. though I already know how that story goes. Because when I was at my worst, where my life was literally, it re- revolved around the gym and literally weighing out the fucking raspberries that I was about to put in my mouth and then putting them in my fitness pal. And then I was allowed to eat. Um, oh, same. I, I got to like the fittest, I'm using air quotes that I've ever been. And I still didn't feel good enough. And I still d- wasn't happy and I still wasn't satisfied. And I guess this is, I know everybody has a different road with this, but it's just this, I just want to make this like PSA that 
it, there's no end game. Like we're such greedy motherfuckers that we're never satisfied, mm-hmm. especially when it's about your body. And I'm not saying there's something wrong with working to attain certain body goals. I think there's not, I mean, you know, do your thing, but it's almost yeah. just like the intention behind it is really what well, so I think like, we have to. How do you get to an end goal when society is always pumping a new diet in your no, face or you a new supplement like, or a new bo- body yeah. type? Like it, yeah. it, you can't. So I think acceptance has just been the biggest thing for me is like accepting where I'm at and just honoring that and knowing that every day is going to be a little different and that's okay. What, what, what happens with a bad body image day today? How do you, what do you do? I think the first thing for me is just like acknowledging it and realizing that it's not about something else. Like sometimes I'll just feel so frazzled at work or uncreative and I need to be like, okay, this is actually because you feel like shit in your body and you're maybe looked at someone on Instagram this morning and thought like they look better than you, which isn't a thing. So for me, it's a lot of self-care, a lot. Um, It'll be journaling, meditation, moving my body in a way like I will, if I'm having a bad body image day, I will never work out. Never, ever, ever go do a workout because to me that is me going back to old ways and trying to punish or fix or do anything. So like a workout is off the table for me, but I will go and do a walk. I will put on a good song and like dance while I cook dinner. I will always try to cook my meals that day. It's just like a little thing that I can do knowing that I'm like taking care of my body. Um, I'll do like lymphatic drainage, not because I'm trying to like get out anything, but because it's something that like feels good for me taking care of myself. I'll do my makeup. Um, it sounds like a little thing, but it really can make me feel a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And then one thing that also really, especially just having been home for the past year is like making sure my apartment's clean and my environment is like nice because I think when you feel bad in your body, it's easy to feel bad in your environment. And so for me, I like to light a candle or just like make sure that like the dishwasher's empty and that there's no dishes in the sink. Like just little things like that can actually really make such a difference for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For me, it's like, if my space is messy, my head is messy. And sometimes, sometimes I'll just, I'll catch myself being like, okay, I feel cloudy as fuck. And I know it's not me. I know it's like what's going on outside sometimes. Right. But, um, so I just, I, can you hear my dog? He's like scratching his balls, going crazy. Um, I I don't know if this happens to you or happened to you, but I, I'm just trying to get to, can you relax, please? I'm just trying to get to a point where, and I've been, so I've gotten so much better about this, but like not letting a, a bad body image day keep me from, like if I had plans, let's say. Yes. Say no when I want to say yes. Again, some days I really don't feel like going and I need that time for myself and I'll say no gladly. Like mm-hmm. you, I'm, you, have you seen that meme that it's like, I'm, I'm that friend you can always cancel plans on. Like that's me. Like you can always oh, cancel same. your plans with me. I will be same. so happy probably. Um, but not letting you know, the way you feel about yourself one day keep you mm-hmm. from doing something that was on the agenda, right? Sometimes getting out of the house, it, it, you know, it is what you probably, once you're out of the house, you might, you might not even think about your body. And that's, sometimes we're just so in our heads and it's so hard, but I love all the self-care things that you do. I think that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't really let that get me anymore. I mean, obviously I'll have days where it's like, mental health needs a check and it just I do need the space to like lay in bed or recharge or whatnot 
but I I won't let it take away my joy anymore, which has been a big lesson and it's not easy. Yeah. Um, no. But it's just like knowing what I've missed out on. And also this past year, like it just shows you how special those moments are. So yeah, yeah it's it just really, really something like, I'm not stoked to put on a bathing suit this year. I'm not stoked to like, I don't know, show off my cellulite ass, but I'm gonna do it because like, I wanna go experience summer. I've been locked up in my house for a year and a half. Like I'm gonna live. I hear you, I hear you. I have two more questions for you. Well, I wish I could ask you like 20 more because this topic (laughs) is just, this. I'm just like so passionate about this, honestly. Same. And I wish more, I'm, I'm so glad more people are talking about this now, but since when you like when you are dealing with this it's so isolating that I think that's why now I'm so vocal about it because I'm like I don't want anyone to feel isolated because I felt so fucking isolated again because of me like it's not like I didn't have people in my life but I just didn't I couldn't share it you know and so Mm -hmm. that's why now I try extra hard to be like I'll tell fucking the barista that I have an Indian I don't care like I just I really don't care there's Um, so much power in saying it I think that's one thing that also really helped me is just saying that I've had an eating disorder and that was so difficult for me for so long I would cry at the thought of saying it and then I would cry when I started to say it and like I wouldn't have any confidence in my voice like I would never have done a podcast like this ever probably even a year ago to be totally honest but those baby steps have helped build confidence in like me gaining my power so I yeah no I so agree with you well that's on growth so you should be proud of yourself because this shit is not easy like it really isn't Mm -hmm. and there's so many people that deal with this that I'm like if we all I'm not saying everyone has to talk about their struggles but like if you have a platform and you care and you want to share your voice like if you can get to the point where you feel comfortable enough sharing something like this like I it's it's so to me it's what it's why I'm doing what I'm doing is just to same help someone else not feel alone that's it that's all I care about like truly I wanted to ask you well first I'll ask you this what would you say to somebody who is struggling with their confidence and like their self-worth not really you know not necessarily tied to like an eating disorder or something but maybe more so just like body image maybe dealing with a lot of comparison like what have you found has helped you kind of cultivate more confidence in yourself it's a really hard question um and I think it's gonna be a little unique for everybody but I would say Mm -hmm. they're like just know you're not alone know that like the person you're looking at on Instagram or wherever you're looking and comparing that person's going through something too and um I just would challenge that person to just sit with themselves a little bit and make it longer every day or like every month just like check in with yourself it it's a journey like literally I think the worst thing we can do is like we've talked about think that you're going to get to a destination and stress yourself out over that because you're going to be losing energy time that can go into better things and I think that acceptance is so big in just Mm -hmm. sitting with yourself and honoring where you're at and also if you're feeling bad, that's okay. If you're not feeling good in your body, that is okay. You don't need to be striving constantly to be feeling good. Cause I sure don't. And I think when you can kind of start to do that, like I said, for myself, like talking about it, it's all baby steps, but it does let you kind of take back your power. And once you get that little momentum, it starts to build. But like, I would also say to this person on the day you're feeling good, because we do all have those as well. F- 
fucking rock it fucking own it take your photos (laughs) post them have no regrets like just I love that lean into that because I think when you put your energy there too versus like trying to fix the energy that you don't love when you lean into the energy that you do I think you get more of that I love that so much I recently it got in my head too for a second because I have a personal Instagram and it's not as fun so don't worry anyone you're not missing out at at, by any (laughs) means but I started posting like some selfies like I've been feeling myself lately and I just like felt cute I posted some selfies whatever and then after like fucking three selfies in a row, I was like, oh my God, like I started to start, I started going crazy. I'm like, oh my God, are people are going to think I'm conceited? Like people are going to think I'm this, people are going to think I'm that. And then I was like, who cares? Like it has taken me so fucking long to even remotely like myself that like, it doesn't matter, you know, like it doesn't matter. And I'm not doing this for other people. Yes. But like the narrative for so long. It does because the narrative for so long was selfies are conceited. Selfies are these girls who are so narcissistic, who are Mm -hmm. like not intelligent, who just have good looks. But really a selfie is a celebration of someone feeling good about themselves. That's what I see when I look at a selfie. And like, I just want to be their biggest cheerleader. And so I just, yeah, I love when I see someone posting something that makes them feel good. Me too. And uh, it's it's so annoying to me because it's like they want it, society wants us to be like confident women, but like not too confident. Don't like yourself too much. Don't love yourself too much. Like love yourself mm-hmm. because like, oh my God, you have to love yourself. But then once you do love yourself, it's like, okay, calm down. Get off. Get off. Can you yeah. just let us live? Like let a bitch live, you know? know. Okay. I want to ask you this really quick because this really plays a role in my life. How does dating and body image, what what how does that like interfere does that even ha- does it have a yeah, road no, it, do def- you get what do you do you catch what I'm throwing that's a hundred percent that I mean that's <laughs> been my biggest trigger to this day still um same because oh my God. yeah I I mean okay so when I was like in the thick of it I wasn't even thinking I mean I was that's a lie I was thinking about dating I wanted male attention I was getting it it was great I'm have no game I'm so awkward I also am very independent like it's been such an evolution for me but like I I when I was really in the thick of it and unaware I was thinking of dating but I wasn't there like I I was checked out I all my energy was on the eating disorder so like I it wasn't going anywhere for me And then when I got self-aware, I just cut myself off from it because I knew I couldn't be in that mindset or that space. I knew I couldn't bring anything valuable to a relationship. And so like I went like probably two or three years without even thinking about dating. Like it just was, I needed to focus on myself to like actually get somewhere. Um, And I'm not saying that's like what everyone needs to do. That was just my, like where I was at. Um, But to this day, like it still is very hard for me because A, I think, age plays a huge part for me and I'm 30 and I just think that like a lot of guys want like young 24 year olds with these like hot rock and bods and it is because males think so differently than females and while there's a lot of body empowerment and acceptance of all shapes and sizes now I see it from where I'm looking from females so when I start to shift into this dating mindset and like what guys want that to me is still that old school mentality. And I'm not saying that's what all guys want, but that's something that I I do still need to work through quite a bit because then you like 
get into intimacy and it's like the most vulnerable that you can be and it's all your body and so it's yeah I get really in my head about that and I'm still working through it so I would love someone who can give me advice (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's so funny because we have so many parallels I um Mm -hmm. haven't been in a relationship for a decade I've like dated and stuff and been in like situationships whatever the fuck you want to call them but no real relationship in a decade and like you I also went through a lot of stuff um when I turned 18 I lost my dad that was really hard I lost when I was 19 and then the next few years I just I was a mess right and I went to college I had a great time in college but I was just focused on my friends I made a lot of beautiful friends and I didn't even think about guys I also was unhappy with my body so it wasn't even like a thing and then you know yeah the eating disorder took over my mind and then when I moved to Miami I had never really had fun with I had never really like dated and I didn't even date I just like had a lot of fun and that's fine right and then I struggled again with my eating disorder and just like it's just fuck it's just my my life is a very long story but so fast forward to now oh hi Ollie fast forward to now I finally feel (laughs) he just like went I know. So cute. Hi. He he hates being in here because I make him sit in this closet so that I can record. But if not, he'll like bang on the door. So I have yeah. to, you know. Anyway, um, fast forward to now. I'm finally like, okay, like I could like have fun. I could like maybe like like someone like, you know, I feel like I'm 28 and not because of my age. I don't care about age whatsoever. Like I think mm-hmm. I just I don't care at all. Um, But I like would be down to like know what it's like to be in a nice normal healthy relationship i'm not saying it has to be my husband but then i'm also like oh god vulnerability scares the living shit out of me i'm also so independent i'm not used to sharing my space with anyone i don't want to be stuck to someone all day um i'm so curious are you because i am like this and not a lot of people are like this but i know right a fucking way if i like you or if i don't or if i'm like interested oh yeah are you like that oh, okay because yeah. like some people For can sure. like do the slow burn or like go on three dates no. and like see if it builds i'm like listen, no like i know <laughs> listen here's the thing i would rather be at home with my dog than figuring out if I even like you. I will know within five minutes. If I don't want to kiss you and climb you like a tree, it's not going to happen. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) No, I, a lot of people don't understand my mentality when it comes to this. Like, I just, I know right away. I'm like, "Eh, no, they'll try and set me up with a friend. I'm like, no. And it's not because like, they're not a great person or anything. It's just like, I know, like I have to have that I'm a fire sign. Like, I feel like I'm very passionate and like, I have to have that spark or it's Mm -hmm. not going to go anywhere. And I totally get things can build over time and all of that. But like, I just, that initial something has to be there for me. But yeah, it is, it's really, uh, it's still an evolution. Are you in any dating apps? Okay. So I was, I was on Hinge and Raya. I don't know if you know what that Mm -hmm. one is, but yeah. um, Yeah. So I was on those and it like I would go on dates from them um Raya I really liked because I would travel like once a month and there's a lot of like creators on there so it's kind of nice to like actually not have to really like get judged for your job because that's a whole other conversation I never tell any man what I'm (laughs) what I do like I'm gonna send you a screenshot of of a guy that I met this weekend and I 
he was like, so what do you do? I was like, oh, God. I was like, that's a loaded <laughs> question. And he yeah. was like, why? And I'm like, let's just say I work in social media. And then we were talking, and he was like, so are you going to tell me what you do? Now, I'll send you a screenshot because it's fucking hilarious. Please this do. This is the story of my life with every man. I never tell any man what I do because I don't want you, like, seeing my well, day. Literally. Like, or I tell them that I have my own business, and then they're just like emasculated so I'm like okay cool but (laughs) (laughs) I can't win um but yeah it's where was I going with this it's it's been an evolution for sure yeah yeah well I did and it was fun when I was traveling um but then with the pandemic I just got off it and I think for me I did too I got off them like literally not even at the beginning of the pandemic like I was bored and at home and just like hoping the world would change so I was on them for a bit, but like two months ago, I would say I literally got rid of all of them. And I think that also came with like a big shift in my mindset of being like, I have never really personally felt the pressure to like settle down, have kids, get married. But when your friend group is doing that, it is kind of hard to not compare. And I really just realized this year, like, there's still so much I want to do in my life. I want to travel. I just want to be selfish. I'm not in the place to have a kid. Like, I would, I mean, I could do it, like, if, God forbid, but, like, I don't want it. Like, I don't right now. I I want to live my life on my terms, and this year's really shown me that and, like, allowed me to just Mm -hmm. take authority over that. So I'm at the point where it's, like, for the first time, I can confidently say, like, I'm happy being single. I don't want a relationship. And if one comes to me, if someone comes to me who there's that spark, I can't deny it. They compliment me. They don't complete me. Like, so, so open to it. I'm not closed off from it. But, like, it will take someone special to do that for me. And, like, I'm okay with that. I love that so much because I think there's so much power in and value in being okay by yourself. And I think it, it's mm-hmm. different for everybody. And But I think it's such a beautiful thing to get to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm fine. If something happens that's worth it, cool. And that's literally my mentality right now is like, I'm not, I'm on one, I'm on hinge, but I'm not proactive. Like I'm just, I'm just there. I'll check my likes here and there. If there's something cute, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I don't care. I met a guy randomly Friday out in the wild. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it just, like that. Like, I'm not out in the wild. looking for, <laughs> no, for, I mean, it's like unheard of right now, right? No, I love that. Um, no, I know. But, but I think there's so much value in being okay by yourself because mm-hmm. then you, I don't know. I think I've done so much observing in the last decade that I've been single and seen a lot of my good friends get married, get in relationships, get out of relationships, date, do this, do that. I've done so much observing to the point where I'm like, I know exactly what the fuck I want. Or maybe I think I have an idea of what I want. I know what I'm not going to accept. I know what I don't want. I have seen relationships that I would never want to be a part of. Um, And I think that once you get so comfortable being by yourself and with your friends and building your life and filling it up with beautiful things, you're not like in this rush to fill it with a man and when he when when a man does come in and compliment it cool but until that happens like chilling you know exactly yeah no I think there's it's so underrated to like be content with living your life with yourself and that's where I'm at and I'm proud of it and happy with it and like I'm totally cool if I'm the cool aunt who like travels to Paris and brings back gifts I'm vibing I love with that. that so I, <laughs> I'm open to whatever I love that so much I love that so much oh my gosh 
Well, I could literally keep asking you a million things, and I wish we had, like, bottles of wine, but (laughs) I'm going to let you go shoot. Thank you so much for everything you shared. Like, I know these topics are not always fun or easy, but, like, the amount of people that will feel identified, that's what makes it so worth it to me, you know? And, I mean, even... Same. I think this is honestly one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done, and, like, I have my own podcast, so... (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. My do- You'll see in the video, but um, thank you. That means so much. To- okay, listen. I'm wrapping up, okay? That means I so much. Him. And I, I knew we were going to have, like, such a good conversation. I That's yes. why you were like, can you send me questions? I'm like, I really prepare <laughs> because, like, I just, know it was, I just knew it was going to flow. But, um, yeah, honestly, I loved hearing everything you said and... I can't, I can't wait till we can to... hang in person one day. And I know, dude. Fuck. Yeah. You can drink the rose. That's on my bar card that I'm never going to drink. How about that? Yeah, literally. Remember the one that and was I know... always in my. <laughs> <laughs> and I know as a person who's like, I we have so many parallels, like you said, but I just want to say, like, you are so beautiful inside and out. So, like, Thank just you. have that as your reminder for the day. Thank you. Well, right back at you. The first thing I said to you was, <laughs> You're so beautiful. You look so beautiful. I can't wait for the content <laughs> you're about to shoot because look great okay thank you so much girl i loved this so so much everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance from functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.